This is the World Industrial News for Thursday, December 8th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to Part 10 of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Thank you so much, Mona. It's just invaluable insight as we you know, continue to peel this onion back and really understand what the next steps are. Um, Pat, what did we miss? Any, any final thoughts? Well, there's one I had that, and you sort of addressed it, but this is not a US problem. This is a worldwide problem. We've seen uh, transmission grids in every continent of the world. We've seen wildfires, people trying to cope with wildfires. We've seen electric vehicles start to become more popular, not as popular perhaps in California, but popular, a very high growth rate, 60% growth rates. So this is a worldwide problem. And it's, it's infrastructure. It's often very hard to justify infrastructure. How do you justify a freeway or a bridge or a sewer? They're all justified because of the effect that others will have by leveraging that infrastructure. And I wanna point out just one project and perhaps that'll put things in in perspective. A lot of our our friends in Europe are, and have been for some time, very much invested in sustainability, use of renewables and those kinds of things. But to have solar collectors in an area where the sun doesn't shine or the wind doesn't blow. It's really makes you feel good, but it doesn't work. You have to go to where the sources are. So the transmission problem we're faced in the US in other places, they face it in through multiple countries. There's a project in the Middle East called GCCIA, which is a new transmission line, a DC transmission line, which is one then designed for a lot of renewables and it goes from Saudi Arabia down through and across and up and into Spain and Turkey. Think about that line. Turkey and Spain is where you would connect into the European grid. This now looks as the same effect of 30 years ago when they built gas pipelines into an area. You become very highly dependent. Redundancy is needed. And at the bottom line, you can't build a solar complex in an area where you can't do anything with the power. So these are very much an enabling uh, technology. And I'd like to point out, they're not standalone. There was a project done in Southern California, it's called PowerLink, that was done by, by Sempra years ago. And what they did is they built a transmission line from our Mojave Desert into the San Diego area. And this all goes with the same idea that you can generate the power from solar, you can generate it from wind, and you can use it in the cities and urban areas and industrial areas. But those don't coexist. And so we have to get the power from one to the other. And those are good examples of how the combined technology of intelligence at the edge and new smart grid are gonna work together to make this basically a a better living environment. And just one, add at the end of this is that this is massive amounts of software and i would remind everybody that software is very much a european and u.s driven project product 
So it puts us into a tremendous competitive advantage that we have the software already doing many of these things. Awesome, thank you so much, Pat. What fantastic discussion and insight. You know, I think we're just really scratching the surface here. So thank you both, Pat and Mona, for joining us and we'll look forward to continuing this uh, discussion. I can't wait to see what the next topics are. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. The expected relaunch of the Freeport LNG facility in Texas should help catapult exports of the supercooled gas to record levels, the U.S. Energy Department forecast. We forecast U.S. natural gas exports to increase in 2023, driven largely by growth in LNG exports. The U.S. Energy Information Administration, the statistical arm of the Energy Department, stated in its monthly report for November. The year got off on the right foot for U.S. LNG capacity with the launch of the Calcasieu Pass Terminal in Louisiana. Calcasieu Pass, the seventh U.S. LNG export facility since 2016, is a multi-train facility with a liquefaction capacity of 1.3 billion cubic feet per day. Cameron, LNG has signed a non-binding memorandum of understanding with Intergy Louisiana to negotiate a 20-year service agreement to procure renewable energy from Intergy Corporation in order to reduce carbon emissions at the Cameron Liquefied Natural Gas Facility in Hackberry, Louisiana, where Industrial Info is tracking the addition of a new liquefaction train. Industrial Info is tracking $1.1 billion worth of projects from from Entergy Louisiana, most of which is in the pre-construction stage and attributed to transmission and distribution. Sanofis Energy Incorporated said Tuesday it plans to invest between $4 billion and $4.5 billion Canadian dollars in 2023, a 21% increase over this year's budget. The 2023 plan includes about $2.8 billion of sustaining capital and a range of $1.2 billion to $1.7 billion Canadian dollars for optimization and growth. And last week, the International Monetary Fund and Argentina agreed on a $6 billion payment as part of an effort by the South American country to restore fiscal order. The agreement has yet to be reviewed by the IMF Executive Board, though it is likely to be approved following a positive report by the institution on Argentina's activities. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.nw.com. Industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.